0: I really like it when a couple chooses this first reading from Tobit. If you're not familiar with it, there are seven books in the Bible that are called the Deuterocanon. So, some of you who actually know your Bible may not know this reading. Um, this is one of those books that shows up in the Catholic Bible, but not the Protestant Bible. But basically, it's sort of a hero's tale. Um, there's, there's a lot of things that are going on. A guy gets struck blind, his son is sent off to find a wife. The, angel, the archangel Raphael is involved somehow. It's great. You should read it. Well, in this scene, what's happened is Tobiah is about to marry a woman named Sarah. Sarah has tried to get married seven times before, but every time <laughs> her husband is struck dead, they can get married. Like, the night before they get married, it's just struck dead. And so, again, it's a a hero's tale. And so in this reading, Tobit and Sarah bow down, they they kneel down, and beg the Lord to deliver them. Lord, please allow this marriage to be successful. Now, the way they set this up is, is fun, it's related to the story, but the reason we use this as a marriage reading is because the church considers that all people should approach marriage with fear and trembling. It is such an incredible institution, such an incredible thing to do. It is so overwhelming what is asked of us that we should feel that anxiety that Tobiah and Sarah feel on their wedding day. We should feel the idea that we're doing something that touches on life and death. It is what we might call an existential decision. It's a decision that touches our entire existence, and we can't go into it with a timid heart. We have to go into it like a hero, begging God that this should go well. Why? Why is marriage something to be approached with fear and tremor? Well, it's because Christ took the natural institution of marriage given to us, In the garden, given to Adam and Eve, this institution that is for the mutual support of the spouses, for the education and procreation and education of children, something that's been with humanity for all time. He took that natural institution and elevated it to a sacrament. Every sacrament images Christ somehow. Every sacrament somehow allows us to participate in Christ. And what marriage does is it allows us, in a sense, to go to the cross as Christ did. The choice that Jesus made for all of humanity was to say, I, Jesus, am going to give my entire self, my entire self, for my creation, for these human beings. I'm going to go all the way to death. I'm going to take upon myself all of their words when I go to the cross. This is the decision he made for us. In marriage, in a sacramental marriage like we're celebrating today, come into the church, we receive the grace of Christ. We make the commitment to be Christ to another person. We look somebody in the eye and we say, I will be as Christ to you. I will give my entire life, my entire self, my entire existence for you. That is not a small thing. That is something that has to be approached with fear and trembling just as Christ approached the cross with fear and trembling. It is the most Christian decision a person will make to give up their life for somebody that they love. It almost seems impossible to take on to live as Jesus for another person. To go to the cross every day in love for that person is very difficult. But St. Paul gives us the challenge in Romans 8. He says What can separate us from the love of Christ? If God is for us, who can be against us? A sacrament isn't just an opportunity to say, I make this sacrifice. It's an opportunity to invite Christ into that moment and to say, I want to be like Jesus for you, and I am going to let Jesus do that. I'm going to let Him be in my heart so that when I do everything in my life for you, I do so with the grace of Christ. Jesus himself is the one who wants us to love each other. He's the one who wants us to love each other in such a profound way as we see in the sacrament of marriage. And so if that's what he wants, he's going to give us the grace to do so. He's going to say, I'm going to send you on an impossible heroic task. I'm going to send you out to love somebody with your entire heart, soul, mind, and strength but I am going to be with you at every moment so that you can do so with success and with grace, so that you can do so with joy and thanksgiving. It is a true gift of the Lord that he should give us the sacrament, that he should allow us to be him for somebody else, and that he should give us success in that endeavor. Now, as truly heroic as marriage is, it absolutely is an heroic sacrifice. One that we should all be inspired by. The heroism of marriage looks a little different than what we might see in the movies or read in the books. The heroism of marriage looks like our gospel. Jesus says, blessed, and he has a whole list of what makes us blessed. But first, that word blessed, it, it's hard to translate in English. It means blessed, it absolutely means blessed. But it also means happy. The Greek word means happy. And so he says, blessed are the poor in spirit. But he also means happy are the poor in spirit. If we approach marriage as Christ, as somebody giving our life entirely for the other person, he gives us a recipe for what that looks like. Happy will be the marriage. Happy will be the Christian. Happy will be the spouse who is poor in spirit. A lot of our going to the cross for another person isn't taking up a sword and fighting a battle. It's not necessarily being nailed to a cross that God preserve us from that fate. Instead, it's trying as best as we can to be poor in spirit. I love you. I've given my life to you. And therefore, I am not going to dominate you. I'm going to be poor in spirit. I'm going to give and take. Blessed are those who mourn. A marriage should not be marked by mourning, but blessed are those who hold each other's emotions, who walk with each other in whatever emotions they have, on the beautiful happy days, but also on the sad days. Happy are those who mourn together. Blessed are the meek. Again, this desire to dominate is so present in all of our hearts. I want my way. I'm not going to give anything up. But when we go to the cross for each other in marriage, happy are those who compromise. Happy are those who say, I love you so much, I know I'm not going to get everything I want. And that's okay, because I want to do this give and take. I want to go to the cross for you. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. We say in the Catholic Church that the point of marriage is to get the other person to heaven. Blessed are those who hunger thirst for righteousness. I want you to be the best person you can be. I hunger for your virtue. Blessed are those who look after the virtue of their spouse. Who help them to be the person God made them to be. Blessed are the merciful. Married couples disagree, they fight, that's okay, that's part of marriage, but blessed and happy are those who show mercy after them, who show that love and that reconciliation. That's where the happiness of marriage will be found. Blessed are the clean of heart. Blessed are those who focus, who have that focus in their heart, on their mission for the other person, who say, my life is for you, that's my priority. God first, you second. Blessed are the clean of heart. Happier are the clean heart. Happier the peacemakers. Happier are those who don't go looking for a fight. Happier are those who wish to give themselves to the other person in peace. Who wish to create a home which is beautiful and lovely and loving. Blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Blessed are those, happier are those who always do what is the right thing for their spouse, even if it's hard even if it comes with a form of persecution, happy are those who make sacrifices for their spouse. And then finally, blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Happy are those who put Jesus at the center of their marriage. If we are going to go to the cross for each other, we need the help of Jesus, and happy are those who put him at the center, no matter what happens, who follow him and honor his name even if it comes with persecutions and insults. The reward will be great in heaven, but the reward is also great in Israel. When we live a life like Jesus, when we go to the cross for each other in marriage, we are so happy. We are so happy because we are living according to the image of God in all of us. We are living according to the plan of God that He gave us at our birth and our baptism. Happy are those who live like Jesus. Happy are those who make sacrifices for each other like Jesus. Happy are those who enter into the sacrament of marriage so that they can be like Jesus for each other.